and welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcast at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email him at eric.anderson, that's E-R-I-K dot A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N at nllutheran.com. Let's get growing. Well, hello and welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast. Thank you for listening today. Today we are continuing our series on prayer. Last week we heard from uh, Bishop Ryan Mackey of the Communion of Evangelical Episcopal Churches and his daily prayer practices. And today we have uh, our very own Pastor Phil Gronbach with us. Um, so you all should know uh, Pastor Phil fairly well, but for those listeners who aren't connected to our church uh, can you kind of give us a brief uh, history of yourself? Oh well, I uh, I grew up in the, the Lutheran Church. Um, went to uh, Luther when I was like a thirteen or fourteen. Decided I, my pastor called me into the ministry and suggested mm. so I. That's where it started. I went to Luther College, typical Lutheran school, and then uh, University Divinity School, which is very liberal. But anyway, I came. I've been in the ministry for. This November seventh, it'll be forty-eight years. I was wow, ordained, okay. so um, and I've been a pastor. My um, and and I served. I lived here in Sterling thirty years. I served at St. Paul's in Sterling for sixteen, mm-hmm. and um, and my my wife and I had two children. Um, I have seven grandchildren. I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. My wife died ten years ago, so I've, I've been alone. Not really alone because this is my community. Mm-hmm. This church is my family. It's my, and this is my home. And um, I'm going to stay here. Very good. Yeah, Pastor Phil is our. Um, to use the the AA term, he's our old timer on staff. <laughs> so he. Uh, he helps keep uh, Pastor Ben and I kind of the young bucks in check, and so uh, we appreciate him and and his voice. So, Pastor Phil, we're going to do what we did last week and uh, just talk about your personal prayer life. So we've uh, had some historical discussion um, early on in this in this chair segment about daily prayer, um, and uh, we talked a little bit about that transition from the seven hours of prayer and the right. monastic rule. Uh, to a more morning and evening style in the Reformation, both in the Lutheran and in the uh, Anglican Reformations, which right. the, the couple of the, 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 the folks that I've had talking about prayer before have come from an Anglican background. Uh, so using the Book of Common Prayer, some of those things. Uh, Lutherans have uh, have that in our service book. We have a morning and evening prayer. It's a little bit more congregational than personal, um, but but Martin Luther provides morning and evening prayer in the catechism. So there's kind of a trained mm-hmm. uh, morning and evening prayer that includes some um, a basic form of prayer that I've actually taught our listeners, uh, and then uh, providing some space for psalm reading and scripture reading and some extemporaneous prayers. Uh, so j- can you just kind of walk through uh, right now, what what is your practice of prayer day to day? Well, first of all, I... Uh, I joined a group about 10 years ago called Society of the Holy Trinity, and it was about pastors adopting daily prayer. Mm. 
the daily prayer of the church, which um, is uh, morning prayer, evening prayer, and compline at 9 o'clock, just before you go to bed. I use, mostly I use compline, and... um, before I go to bed, and I, it's memorized. I, I memorized Luther's small catechism in this meeting. So when I'm alone, or I'm traveling, or I don't have a book with me, I've got the catechism, and I, I go through that as my devotional. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I uh, yeah, I, that that the catechism has been my prayer life in many mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm in this organization. We go in retreats three or four times a year, and we pray six times a day mm. on retreat. And that has shaped my prayer life more than anything else. Also, just being a pastor, it's like anything we do in the church. So often we begin it with prayer, mm-hmm. or I visit the sick and the shut-in. It's always prayer. I, mm-hmm. I have two friends from this church. We go out for lunch on Monday noon, and I say we pray. Um, I tend up doing it, but um, I'm just prayer is a part of the life of the church. I, my Bible studies, the last three four years, um, maybe more, we start our Bible study with prayer. I ask for prayer requests and we pray mm-hmm. for people. I really think that the prayer life of the church is important, and um, and so my own prayer life is shaped by the church mm-hmm. by the catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I guess that's kind of. Um, so can you walk us through? You say that you have the compline uh, right. prayer memorized, and, and that's usually the shorter of yeah. the hours. Can you just kind of walk us through what what that prayer is? What the yeah, compline it, prayers it's, are? It's, uh, you begin with the uh, Holy God. Ho- uh, no, the Lord Almighty grant us a quiet night and peace at the last. It is good, good to give thanks to the Lord and so forth. And then there is a hymn that I memorized that comes. Mm. It's really an evening hymn, and I say that it's got confession. Then there's an order of confession. Let us confess our sins in the presence of God and one another, and I, I recite that confession. And then um, go to uh, a psalm. I've memorized the 23rd Psalm. I'm, everybody my age has. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that everybody knows that one, my age. Mm-hmm. And I recite that. And then uh, uh, um, uh, some Bible verses I remembered. And then um, there's another response I go through. Um, and then I sing a hymn, Abide With Me, Fast Falls the Even Tide. And that's their five verses. Mm. When my wife died, I was there with her. She died early in the morning, and she died peacefully. And as I look back on her death, that last verse of that hymn, Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes, shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning break, earth's vain shadows free. In life and death, O Lord, abide with me. That verse of that hymn mm. summed up her passing. Wow. And um, so when I sing that, it, it's it's all about you know the trials of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when other helpers fail and when comforts flee, help of the helpless, abide with me. I, I love that hymn. And... Um, it's a comforting hymn. It's kind of negative, but it's, it deals with the reality of life. Yeah. And then um, 
After that, there is a prayer you can say from memory, and then the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And I say the Lord's Prayer from the Catechism with the meanings. That mm -hmm. is the most powerful part. And then there's a conclusion, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. And, um, and then um, I, I say the final blessing in making the sign of the cross. So I've got that memorized, mm -hmm. and um, that's my evening prayer. I also read, there are texts assigned for each day, and I've got a, a, a for all the saints, it's prayer, four volumes, okay. and I, um, I read those texts then in the morning, mm -hmm. and um, or in the evening, whenever I can. And I've discovered, and, and, and maybe 10, 20 years ago, I got into writing into my diary, and um, or my journal, and I addressed my journal. I realized in my journal writing, I was talking to me, hmm. and I changed it. I, I did some things, some reading about how to journal, and I addressed my journal to God, hmm. mm -hmm. Lord, you know, Father, uh, you know, and that's how I begin. And what I'm saying in that journal, I give to the Lord. It's a part of my dialogue. So mm -hmm. much. A prayer in our time is kind of talking to myself, sure, right. as if that there's a there's a there's a a, a a barrier and I can't talk to God. Or hey, if there's anybody up there, you know, yeah, it's yeah. that, and, and and that's the secularizing impact on prayer. It, it turns it into me talking to myself, mm -hmm. and so the mm -hmm. discipline of writing a journal addressed to God, mm -hmm. that that. that when I have a Bible study, we pray uh, that wherever I'm going, I pray short prayers and mm. and then compline in the evening or in the morning, I read those texts. All of life is really live before God. All of life is a prayer. Mm -hmm. All of life is prayerful. And as, and as that is sunk into me, everything I do, my whole day is in God's presence mm -hmm. and prayer, and not that it's perfectly that way. Sure, I don't sure. want you to think that, but but it, it's something that's been growing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I, I got to talk to God throughout the day, and it's a sense of God's presence in everything. Mm -hmm. And when I don't have that sense of God's presence in all those in all things, it's, it's life is so barren. Mm -hmm. Secular, mm -hmm. the secular world is so empty, so barren, so uh, uh, lifeless, so. Um, and then it's it's so full of self and and pride and all that's harmful. Mm -hmm. And uh, this afternoon, I was I was before I came here, I was doing something and I was getting frustrated and angry because things weren't going my way. And I thought, okay, Phil, just calm down, you know. And I spoke to God and Lord, um, I'm impatient. I want it to go my way, and I'm just not letting you be in charge. And mm. you know and I guess we all do those kinds yeah, of things, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so um, my prayer life isn't fantastic, um, I suppose, by some of those standards, but it, it is a constant sense of being in God's presence. Mm. It, it's grown over the years. So that's the fruit. That's kind of the fruit of prayer is yes. the, this awareness and this interaction relationship with God. Right. Even outside of the set prayer time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All of life is is prayer in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. it, it, but it's not like you got to continually be talking in God's ear. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's a sense of God's presence in mm. things mm. that that that's prayer. It, it's always being before God, always in God's presence, and that I think is kind of the goal of prayer. It's it's kind of it's kind of aiming towards heaven because mm. heaven will be to be in continually in God's presence mm-hmm. and be aware of His presence, mm-hmm. and. and the world shuts God out. So to be a Christian is to is to. Um, I've never thought through some of these things. <laughs> you ask me, but uh, but uh, but to pray is to be always in God's presence in everything I say and do, mm. and um, and and then that makes me how aware um, how godless my life is and how godless the world is mm-hmm. for many where God is totally absent like he's he's relegated to these moments of prayer right. when you get up or prayer when you go to bed or going to church on Sunday right. morning what right. a barren yeah. I can't it just let's, kills my soul like, yeah it's like let's pray uh, let's pray before a meal and then we can get to the real thing you know, right that's what's right yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And, that, that shines some light uh Martin Luther, I guess so. I've been maybe you can kind of work through some of this with me. Um, I don't know if the listeners will find any interest in this or not. So I've been coming into the Lutheran world. Um, I heard the quote, and I can't remember where it is. I remember reading it, um, where Martin Luther essentially says, uh, "Prayer is the the breath of Christian of the Christian. It's the it's uh, it's as easy for a man." Uh, it's, it's easy for a Christian to live without prayer as it is for a man to live without breath. It is right. not, or it's not possible, right? That's the idea. And so then trying to think through the the Lutheran distinction of uh, particularly how how we understand the means of grace being uh, confession and forgiveness, baptism and the Lord's Supper, the way that we're receiving yeah. um, God's grace, I sometimes have a hard time I understand why prayer is important, but sometimes I've had a hard time categorizing it in Lutheran theology just because of that, like, okay, well, if this is when I receive God's grace, sometimes then it's like it's easy for prayer to become a box to check. It's just simply yeah. something that I need to do. And so uh, maybe this kind of helps that it's I – mean, so does how does prayer kind of fit in that matrix of, like, of the means of grace, how we're responding to God, how – Maybe you can kind of think through some of those things with me. Well, uh, it, it, when you talk about something I got to do, oh, I hate that. And mm. that just, uh, I mean, it, it becomes a burden. And well, it, uh, Luther said, you know, at the end of the Lord's Prayer, I'm in. I'm in means yes, it shall be so. And it is both. It is both a command and a promise. Prayer is both a command and a promise. So. In obedience to the command, we get our we sort of rouse our old sinful self to get mm-hmm. busy here and and pray and then and then the promise kicks in mm-hmm. as you as you do it. I, I sort of force myself to take this moment and pray. Force myself to to turn to God and then God's grace kicks in and it's and it becomes gift. It becomes promise. So a long gospel would be, um, yeah, I, I, my, my sinful self would fight off and find excuses for prayer. 
It's like when I'm trying to write a sermon, I, I take a half hour fiddling around to get mm-hmm. ready because mm-hmm. I'm continually resisting getting to it, sure, you know. Right. And, and prayer, you do you, you, you resist, well, I got to do this first, and I got to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's your old sinful self putting it off, putting it off. Mm. And um, so I just need to get started. And then, and then it becomes promise. Then, mm. then in, in the, share, the grace kicks in, and, mm. and God's grace touches my heart. And I live in His presence of His grace, and and, and the mm. more I do that, um, that's where life takes place. And I, if that's what Luther meant by it's the breath, I mean it, it is. It, prayer is the, the breath of the Spirit in us. Right. It, it, it our constant being in touch with Him and aware of His presence. Maybe that's easier to do now that I'm retired. When I was working. As a pastor, I was more aware of the demands of my job, mm. the things I had to do. And it's really a blessing to be retired. Mm. Um, I am freer to to do a lot of things, and, and prayer and my spirituality is gift. And, I, mm. and, and what I do in retirement, I spend a lot of time with God. Mm-hmm. I'm always reading books. Mm-hmm. Magazines. I'm always talking about theology. I have a very boring life. I mean, <laughs> I, I, but yeah. I'm always dealing with these right. these spiritual things that right. feed my soul. I enjoy them. They're yeah. fun. It's yeah. like I'm the the Aborigines in Australia. They, the older men they say are in the dream time. Mm. You know that there are in, in in later on you you enter the spiritual you just spirituality yeah. becomes just a part of your life mm-hmm. and maybe that's the reward of being retired sure i can just dwell in that mm-hmm. that that's the gift of old age it is you're able to do it that really you know? is it really is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know if i answered your question no. about long gospel it's really yeah. it is prayer is both a command to pray and a promise yeah. to hear us that that is that does help because i haven't i'm i'm memorizing the catechism and i haven't Started memorizing the Lord's prayer right, yet, right. Um, so I just I just got finished with the Ten Commandments, so that actually helps. So maybe if I would have just <laughs> get, died to my old sinful self and got got moving on the Catechism, <laughs> right. then uh, well, that helps. Yeah, you'll get there. Both, you'll get there. It is both a command and a promise that that makes sense then in Scripture um, when Jesus says things like, "When you pray, pray like this." He right. gives the command. Right. Uh, to pray, but then also he makes promises when you you know when you ask it will be given. Mm-hmm. Um, so there yes. are both promises attached to it, and right. So it is it it is in some ways a means of grace, if it, even if it's not. Of course um, it is. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not um, one of the sacraments, it's right. still it's still a means of grace to us. Uh, but I like that that there's a that you just really have to get to it. And the fruit of prayer, uh, Pastor Jason, he's a, a free Methodist pastor in Emporia. Um, in our first conversation about prayer, he said something like, in a world um, where productivity and busyness are gods, prayer is neither of those things. Um, <laughs> and then that reminds me of what John Calvin said, and maybe I'm misquoting John Calvin, but he said uh, something to the effect of, the only thing we really have to deal with is God. That's the only thing that we actually have to deal with in, in our life, is God. Um, so that our whole lives are are mm-hmm. really are theocentric. They are centered around yes. what God has done for us and and living living with him right and and prayer is kind of how we do that day to day and and um you said earlier when you started about uh, i'm sort of here to keep an eye on you young mm. bucks <laughs> I, I i don't quite well 
maybe there's a little, but but <laughs> but the the real thing is, uh, Eric. I think that God is doing something in our midst in this church that I'm a part of, mm. and my part is to bring in what I've learned from my Lutheran tradition as my contribution, mm. and and that you bring in where you're coming from and your past. And God is using us together here mm-hmm. in this church mm-hmm. to do some new things. To, mm-hmm. And and um, each of us has something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And and it's not. Uh, I do see that you know I'm, I'm bringing this Lutheran tradition in, but mm-hmm. by itself it wouldn't be enough. Sure, sure. It's got to have. This evangelical outreach, reaching out mm-hmm. to the community, caring for people. This whole emphasis of, of church growth, it can be a, it can it can be kind of mechanical, but it right. can also be pushing us. We've got to deal with the community. Right. I mean, the church has changed; it's a different world, and so we just can't go about the old ways mm-hmm. of doing things. Mm-hmm. And and you and and Ben are getting us to look at mm. how do we relate to the society in ways we never looked at before. Mm. So mm-hmm. so we're putting these things together, yeah. and God is doing it. He's creating this mix, and he's yeah. calling us each to do our part, mm-hmm. and it's the work of the Spirit. Yeah. Um, so mm. I, I'm really privileged to be a part of this. You know? Yeah, and we're privileged to have you be a part of it, too. <laughs> well, we like we like you being around. Um, so, so let's um, – I want to kind of transition – we did we did a little of a of a rabbit trail, which was great. Um, right. Kind of digging into some of the fruits of prayer. Um, so it sounds like your prayer life is primarily one um, of praying uh, prescripted prayers, prayers that have been handed down. Yeah. Um, and, and and the listeners, if they've been listening to these prayer conversations, they kind of we've talked about the right the kind of dance between uh, uh, prescribed prayers, given prayers, and right. kind of extemporaneous. Or you know, right out of your own head, kinds of right, prayers. Right. Um, and and where we've landed, I think, is that there's there really is benefit for both. There's good yeah. for both. Um, I think some people will kind of naturally gravitate towards one or the other. Um, I mm-hmm. tend towards written prayers because I don't, I don't necessarily tend toward emotional uh, overflow. Right. I don't. I don't okay. tend toward feeling lots of emotions and doing those sorts of things. So, uh, written prayers are the the place that I can find comfort that. Even though I don't know how to process my emotions in this time, somebody else has already done this, and I yeah. can uh, I can go to the Psalms or go to the received prayers of the church, and they give me tools to know how to express myself. Right. Um, it sounds like you you tend to use a lot of the written prayers. Oh yeah. Um, so can you just talk us through one of the questions I've been asking people is what are you when you are in those times of prayer, those kind of like set times of prayer. What's going through your mind? What's going through uh, your heart, your emotions? Because sometimes it really does just feel like we're just like yelling out into the ether, right? Where right. we just don't, we're thinking in our head and it's like our own voice talking and we're like, okay, mm. am I, is God actually hearing me? Am I, or am I just thinking to myself or am I just talking out to the sky? So can you walk us through what do you feel when you're doing your prayer time? I, I experience... Um I started, I'm going to go way back. I, I, I started reading Carl Jung 40 years ago, how God speaks to the soul through the unconscious depths, okay? And, um, and so uh, um, what I'm aware of is how God's spirit is touching 
So I'm like when I teach a Bible class, I'm talking, and then ideas come to me as I talk. It's like I'm very aware of people would say, "Well, that's just thoughts coming into your mind," and I say, "No, God's giving me those thoughts." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a, that. That really is how God talks to us right. I, through the thoughts He gives. You got to test them. Maybe they're okay, but when I things come to me as I'm teaching, I, I okay, I go with it. It's Luther said in his his thing to to Peter the barber his his, his admonition he says once you get going to that they, these things just sort of build it it just like these thoughts keep coming and they get and I think that's the work of the Holy Spirit I it's like uh, it's like we're so walled off in ourselves in this secular culture we don't have a sense of how God touches us. And comes through, gives us thoughts and impulses, and 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 sort of hints, push us in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very aware of how God does that in the prayer life, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and my daily life when I'm dealing with people. It, your soul is open to God, and yes, it can be. You can get led astray, so I always test the ideas and thoughts that come up and the feelings. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it, I'm very. It's kind of an immediacy. It's not. Mm-hmm. I just let it go. God's talking to me, and I'm just let's go with it. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't try to. Um, so well, is that from God? Is that from me? You know, it's like mm-hmm. at certain points I've done that, but I just go with it. And I I guess the Holy Spirit kind of meshes with our feelings and thinking. And the Holy Spirit's intelligent, mm-hmm. and He knows us better than we know ourselves. So the Holy Spirit sort of meshes with us and and moves our thoughts along and mm-hmm. guides us. And we it's a back and forth, and it's... And um, is that... Yeah, no, I think that's good, because I, I mean, I just don't know if anybody... I think that's someone we just don't talk about that very often. Yeah. Um, and so it's okay to pursue that it's okay to pursue what might just seem like or sound like your own yeah. thought because that very well, and especially if you're if you are in prayer, it very well could be the Holy Spirit. It probably right. is the Holy Spirit prompting right. you in a particular direction um, to think or to pray. And, and I'm also aware of those thoughts that are evil that sure. come into my thoughts. I can identify those. I rare, I'm aware of what they are, and I bring them to the Lord. So I. But uh, there, there is a the Holy Spirit is closer to us than our skin, mm. and and he, he works with us, and uh, that's the problem of the mm. secular world. We're we're this isolated self that's kind of crying out. It's like God's within you, and, and that can be dangerous. I, you know that the Lutheran viewpoint that can mm-hmm. be dangerous. Right, God right. is within you. Right. I am God, and I'm, no, no, no. I'm I'm very aware of that. Yeah. So, but but God speaks that. Right. But the baptized believer does have the Holy Spirit. Yes. So, so at some point we have to say, at some point we have to just say, uh, be be bold. And maybe you know that's why you know Martin Luther said sin boldly, right? Right. Like, we, we would rather we would rather pursue something, um, trusting that it's the Holy Spirit, and, right. and be maybe be wrong. Yes. Then then we would to just try to block out and. And, and frustrate so, the Holy so Spirit. I discover I'm wrong, so that mm. the Holy Spirit led me to aware that I'm wrong. Wrong, right, okay? Right. Mm. That this is a rabbit hole. Okay, so I, you learn. I mean, it, it's but the Spirit it, it is touching us mm. immediately, and um, so a wandering mind is okay, huh? A wandering mind, yeah, is okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's wandering into what God wants me to mm. do. Has has it gotten easier to kind of discern that? As you've uh, gotten more experience, 
train. Yeah, yeah. That's because it's like it's like learning to listen to your wife. You know, you understand how she works and how she addresses you, and the the things that uh, how Anne would handle stuff, or she'd keep things inside, or Mm -hmm. she would hint, or you know, I I know how to read. I knew how to read her, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I learned how to read God. He knows how to read me. I mean, he 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 knows how I work. Okay. So he knows how to deal with me, yeah. and and I learn to listen to his presence. It's it's like learning to listen to another human being. Mm. You know, mm. it's a communion. And um, I don't think I've ever said this before, so this is kind of a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my my biggest concern is, and and partly in my own life, I just don't know if anybody ever told me what they experienced in prayer. So then okay. you're kind of while you're praying, you're thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be expecting. Well, I just go with the word, and then I read the word, or I I read the prayers, and thoughts come, and then uh, they they you know positive thought, and I follow them, and and uh, and God's talking to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I let me. The first time I sort of experimented with this, I was on a prayer retreat, one of the mm-hmm. first one I went to, and I read this book about. You know how God, how God speaks to the depths of the soul. So I went into my room in the prayer retreat, locked, closed the door, knelt at the bed, and said, "Lord, okay, I'm going to listen to you. What what do you got to say?" Mm. And a thought came into my mind. Oh, so I pursued that, and I asked, you know, and and I began to discover that God speaks through the thoughts He brings into mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Now. You've got to be critical of that. That right. could be my sinful self. It could be the devil. It could be God. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned to listen to God talking to me that way. Mm. And you can soon discern whether this is going in an evil direction or a good right. direction, whether it's feeding my pride or it's bringing me to a more humble mm-hmm. place of mm-hmm. receptivity. Or You learn, and God talks to us. And the final authority is the Word. Mm-hmm. What is the Scripture doing? And And... And when you're reading the scripture, then um, is where God really talks to us. And and the thoughts that are generated by reading the scripture, those mm-hmm. thoughts generated by, is the Holy Spirit teaching us. Mm-hmm. Thoughts come to me, insights come to me. And, 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 and it's been a continual development in my life. Mm-hmm. And my journal kind of records those those moments of this insight came or this understanding and um, the Holy Spirit's been my teacher all my life. Mm-hmm. And um, whereas some, the Holy Spirit, it, it helps them speak in tongues. For me, the Holy Spirit is my teacher. He's opening insights, mm-hmm. helping me see things so that as a pastor, I can share that with the people that are listening to my sermons mm-hmm. or being teaching so I have something to give them Mm-hmm. And it, it's listening to. Does it make any sense? Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Yeah, because I think that people are kind of people are afraid of prayer, and so I think it's yeah. good to hear this that the kind of wandering, meandering, maybe isn't necessarily. It, it could just be laziness, I guess, um, or your own flesh stopping. But if it's mm-hmm. if it's moving you further into prayer. Closer to God, closer to God, than than it is of of God. It is from the Spirit, and it's helpful to hear um, that we can trust. Um, we can trust that the Holy Spirit does speak to us through our own 
mm-hmm. subconscious and our own thoughts and some of those things. You know, uh, and and the final authority is always the Word of God, right. and the doctrine that based on the Word of God is our guide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that, within those parameters, within that guideline, I, I can I can carry on this discussion with God, yeah. this inner God speaking to my mind and helping me understand things. Mm. Mm. The Holy Spirit's been my teacher all my life. Yeah. So if you could, somebody came up to you today uh, and said, Pastor Phil, I'm a new believer or I've been a believer for a while, but I've never prayed before. Um, how, how should I get started praying? What would you tell them? I'd give them a prayer book and I'd, I'd say... Uh, what, what kind of prayer book? Uh, 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 I suppose my... Uh, well, use that service in the, the Greek Lutheran Book of Worship. I mean, uh, or, or I suppose I've developed mine over the years. You're asking me a good question. What would I say? <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, I would go with the written prayers and reading the Psalms, mm-hmm. and written prayers and reciting a hymn, mm-hmm. the words of a hymn. Uh, those things open up thoughts and guide us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then as God is talking to us through those things, and we learn to respond, and um, and uh, it's it's a communion. Prayer is a communion. Mm-hmm. It's not just sort of well, if you're up there, Lord, you know, I don't know if you, mm-hmm. you know, and like I got to inform him of stuff. Right, like right. he already knows it, right. but it, it's a communion and. So I guess I would start with written prayers, with Scripture, reading Scripture, listening to God's voice, reading the Psalms to help they give expression to what I'm feeling. And it it clicks. It, it, it says something. It helps me say something. Mm-hmm. Um, the written prayers sometimes are just very profound. And mm-hmm. Lord's Prayer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that guides us in how to pray. It gives us the words to pray with. Mm-hmm. Why not use the words of Scripture to pray with? Mm-hmm. And I don't always have to be concu- – and I tend to be kind of – I can easily pray out loud with people. I mean, words come to me for some reason. I guess because I, that, that's my job is using words. So, But uh, words come to me and other people will struggle to pray. I remember a guy, we, we would pray. His prayers were um, – not highly articulate, but very genuine and very sincere. And I, I, I enjoyed hearing him pray because it was right from the heart. Mm-hmm. And it um, wasn't profound, wasn't fancy words, but he was just talking to the Lord. And I, um, mm. you know, that's, that's what prayer is. Mm-hmm. It's a communion with God. And we'll have that in heaven in spades, you know, mm-hmm. and we try to develop it here on earth. Yeah. And secularism has taken all that from us. Mm-hmm. It's taken away our communion with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, it leaves us alone and empty and angry and bitter, and, and we just need to be with. And that, that's the whole the fellowship, koinonia of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. That's That's great. 
Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Phil. I appreciate you're, you're it. Appreciate welcome. your time. And thank by you the way, you time. guys are doing a good job. You and Ben, you're doing a good job. You're, and and I I uh, I'm, I really thank you for having me a part of this. Car- yeah. I really enjoy it. It's thank our pleasure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Pastor Phil. We'll see you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you.